We thank you guys for being on tonight. This is the Watchman Teleconference. We thank you for joining. I'm your host, Glenda Treadwell. And on tonight, we are continuing to serve and to be that watchman on the wall. But on tonight, we are continuing with the honoring of God's men, of God's servant, his men of valor. And on tonight, I'm glad to say that one of the men that's going to be bringing a word. When I say he's bringing a word, he is bringing clarification to what we know God is expecting from his men. For the longest, we have always allowed our men to take the back seat, and that is not the case. God has called forth his leading men in this season to walk with power, clarity, and demonstration. And so we just thank God tonight for the man of God that's going to be going forth. What can I say about him? He's a man of honor. He's a husband. He's a father. He's a grandfather. He's a pastor, and soon he will be affirmed in the office of a bishop. And we just thank God for him. No matter where you see this man, no matter what you see him do, you see a smile on his face and a word from God. And this is what the Lord is wanting for his men to be that workmanship that he's called. So we're not going to prolong the time. I just thank God for everybody that's on right now and those that are about to come on. So as we digress and we just bring forth the man of God for the word on tonight, and we just thank God for him. And let us just give a round of applause for our friend, Pastor, soon to be Bishop, Kenneth Littlejohn Sr. God bless you, man of God. Hello, are you there? Pastor Lujan. Hey, man, we've already introduced you, man, to God, so the floor is already yours. Hey, man, thank God. I just made it home from work. Uh, Y'all pray for me. I'm a little congested for my head cold. But God is good, amen. We're going to be doing things different, a little bit different tonight. Thank you again, uh, Lady of God. Thank you so much for... Uh, introduce me and allow me to speak the word of God. I'd like to give a shout out to my brother uh, James Morgan and to Brother Williams and all the men of God that's listening on tonight. It's very important that we come together as men uh, of God. And I'll tell you why, because it's time for us to take our place that God had called us to be the head. Now, I ain't talking about just only the head of the family, but and I ain't talking about the head as the world seals, but I'm talking about what God calls us in authority. I'm talking about authority, and uh, um, I'm asking Apostle later on to join me. Uh, we're going to do something different tonight. God has put it on my mind and my spirit. But let me pray right quick. It's time for us to get to work. Amen. Father God, we come today thanking you for your many blessings, Lord. Thank you once again for a day we've never seen before, Lord. Thank you for letting us see another day that... Our, when we open our eyes, we can see. When we can uh, breathe, we can breathe the fresh air, Lord. We, when we got up, we can walk, and when we put clothes on. And, Lord, thank you for just the abilities to get up and, and have a job to go to 
and thank you for our families. Thank you for everyone that's on this line tonight, Lord. Thank you for blessing them and their families, Lord. Lord, not because we've been so good, but by your mercy and grace, Lord. Lord, we thank you for all things that you've done for us, Lord. Now, Lord, take my mind and take me out the way and put what you have me to say to your people, Lord. A fresh start, a new beginning, 22, the year 22, a new beginning, Lord. Let us rise up and, and stop going with the devil, say, stop doing what the society say, but by your word, Lord, what you commanded us to do, Lord. Father God, we thank you so much right now in these times, uh, the troubled times that you have, even with the academic and the, the, the virus going on, Lord, you blessed us to go through it with no hurt, harm, or danger. Thank you, Lord, for everything you've done. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Like I said, pray for me. Um, kind of congested, but we gonna, we got work to do. Amen. Amen. Now, I'd like, okay. like to talk to you today. God is good. And I talk, I'd like to talk to you on the subject, the power of a seed. The power of the seed. Uh, as it started way back when in Genesis, but the reason I'm talking about the power of the seed, because a farmer cannot be a farmer unless he plant a seed. We call the earth Mother Earth. So the farmer have to plant seeds for food, for crop to grow, but he have to put it in a good soil for it to grow. He had to work the harvest. He can't just put it there and just leave it there. He have to work the ground. Uh, every, every season, a farmer go out, burn the crop, and do what he got to do, he tilts it up. But because of the seed that he puts in the ground to grow vegetables or whatever he's growing for society. And the more the farmers grow, the more the food market grows too, the more people can buy, amen? Mm -hmm. But let's talk about the power of the seed. I want to talk about the seed of a man. I have seen lately, not just lately, but as I've been growing up, how authority of a man has begun less and less and less. And society, you know, know yourself, society have taken authority away from a man more and more and more out of the homes, especially a black man. Let me put it that way. So it's become more and less and less and less where the mother is being the mother and the father having trouble raising the kids. And then the man is struggling to, to, to be the leader. He already struggling as a black man as it is, but he's struggling more to be a leader in today's terms. So I had to look at this and I say, Lord, give me what to say to the people that they can see that Satan is all in this. So I had to go back to Genesis. Let's go back to Genesis, and I'm not going to hold you long. Let's go back to Genesis and the first chapter of Genesis 26 verse. And God said, let us make man in our own image after our likeness. Why does God use the plural form, let us? Well, one thing, let us make man in our own image. He said, in our own image. He didn't say in my own image. He said, our own image. God is referencing to the Trinity. God the Father, Jesus the Christ, his Son, and the Holy Spirit, all whom are God. The plural word is used to denote, take this out, majesty, kings, tradition, use plural form in speaking of themselves. Genesis second chapter seven verse, and the Lord formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life 
and man became a living soul. Not only just a living soul, but God put his spirit into man. Amen? Amen. And God said, it should not be that man should be alone. It's not good that he should be alone. I will make him what? A help meet for him. Genesis 2nd chapter 21st through the 25th verse talks about it like this. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to come upon Adam. And when Adam went to sleep, God took a rib, which is his DNA, out of his side and closed it up in his flesh. And God made a warm man and brought her unto him. She shall be called warm man because she was, what, taken away from man. Amen? Now, the power to see the commentary says it like this. The life application study Bible, God, our Father, equipped man and one man with various tasks. But all these tasks lead to what? The goal of honoring God. It didn't say honoring man, it said honoring God. Man give life to woman through God by his DNA. The woman give life or more to, to the earth, to the world, by the man's seed to her. Can I say that one more time? Mm-hmm. The man gave life to the woman through God by his DNA. The woman gave life unto the world by the man's seed to her of his DNA. The New Testament says it like this. Wives, submit yourself unto your, what? Your husband mm-hmm. as unto the world. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me say that one more time. Somebody might have missed that. <laughs> Ephesians, the fifth chapter, if you want to know the verse, the 22nd through the 25th and the 31st verse, 33rd verse, that's what it's saying in the New Testament, Ephesians. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husband, unto the, unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, mm-hmm. and he is the servant of the, our body. Amen? Mm-hmm. Now, let's look at that again. Nevertheless, let every one of you particularly so love his wife even as Christ loved the church. Now, here comes Satan. Now, you have to understand Satan is hearing every word that God is saying. Genesis, the third chapter, to temptation. Now, the serpent was the cunningest of any beast in the field. That God has made, the serpent said to the woman, Has God indeed shall not eat of the trees in the garden? Now, he, he know what to say is like a lawyer. It's not what you say, but how you say it. And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit from the trees of the garden, but the fruit and the tree in the midst of the garden, in the middle of the garden, we shall not eat of good and evil unless we die. Now, here comes Satan again, going to twist her word. Oh, no, you won't die. Uh-uh, no, you won't die. God knows the day you eat thereof, you will be like God. Now, here he comes. You got to be careful to listen to what he's saying. He said, now, while he's saying this, Adam and Eve was standing there looking at him. He was talking to Eve. He wasn't talking to Adam, but he was looking at Adam. And I'm going to get that to a minute. He said, the tree of good and evil, you will not die. You will be like God. And she started looking at him like, huh? Yeah, she would be like God. And said, then she noticed the fruit became pleasant to her eyes. It was desirable. 
He said, you will know good and evil, and you become wise. Now he got her attention. But see, he's looking at her, but he also looking at Adam. He using her as the weakest link to get through her, even though Adam not saying them, he should have he spoke up. But he didn't. He was talking to Eve, but looking at Adam. Get what I'm saying? Because once he gave her the fruit, she took the fruit off the tree and ate it. Their eyes weren't open yet. But as soon as Adam ate check that out, then their eyes was open. Mm -hmm. See, Satan knew that the seed, sinful seed in the fruit had to go through Adam to go through her. Somebody need to hear what I'm saying. See, Satan knew his little cunning trick. So while he was talking to Eve, he was looking at Eve, but instead his mind was on Adam because he knew that God, what God told Adam first, because Adam was here first, he knew what he said because he heard every word that God said in his word. See, Satan is trying to turn the tables for a man to be left of the seed. So whatever God said, God Satan going to always turn the tables. Mm -hmm. Amen? Mm -hmm. So when he heard this, when God said, be fruitful and multiply, plenish the earth. Plenish the earth and be fruitful and multiply. I have it here. Hold on just a minute. I just wrote this down. I want you to hear this. One thing, he said, be fruitful. He said, multiply. He mm -hmm. said, huh, they're going to multiply, huh? So since they're going to multiply, I'm going to put my sinful seed into Adam through Eve. And that's why I'm going to do it right there. Because you got to, he said, subdue the earth, subdue it. The mm -hmm. mean to conquer it. When he heard the word subdue it and dominion, Satan knew right then, you know what? I'm going to go through Eve, but I'm going to get to Adam. Because once they eat the sinful fruit, then not only when they have kids, then that sinful fruit don't go through their kids. And a whole generation will be filled with my seed. That's why Satan was thinking about it. See, he's trying to turn the table right then to make Eve the head, not Adam. But that's why he was talking to Eve. Mm -hmm. What Adam should have done said, no, wait a minute, hold up. God said, don't need it, put it down, and that's all there is to it. But he didn't say nothing. He was following Eve. Just like Abraham was following Sarah. Instead of doing what God say do, he was following Sarah. And that's why we got in trouble. But see, the power of the seed is very important. And Satan know that. The power of a man's seed is very important. Okay, let's look at one more thing. Let's look at this. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem, when Herod the king had heard these things, about him, he was troubled. King Heron heard about a young child going to be born. And King Heron got told because he heard that he's going to be a king. He's going to be a ruler. But see, King Heron thought he was going to take his throne and his generation throne. And he was worried about that. He didn't know they was talking about a heavenly king. But nevertheless, Satan got in his mind. And when Satan got in his mind, he told the wise man, go out and find a child. And when you find a child, come back. So I could go worship him. That's his little trick. But that didn't work because God went in a dream and told the wise man to go your separate ways once they found Jesus and they worship him with gifts. So the king got angry 
And y'all know the story how the king got mad. And every boy that was two years old and under, he had him killed. He had him killed two years old and under. I got another one to tell you. When Moses was born, Pharaoh said to the, the children of Israel, it's too mightier than us. If we get in the war, they're going to overtake us. But see, God has a special uh, person that he was going to have to lead the children of Israel out of bondage. But the king, the Pharaoh, told the midwives, if it's a boy, kill it. If it's a girl, let it live. Now see, there you go. There go the seed. So what am I saying? The seed is very important, and they know it's important. Because that's why Pharaoh wanted to take out all the boys, and he threw them in the Nile River. You see, Moses' mother tried to hide him for three months, amen? Mm -hmm. But when she couldn't hide him no more, she put him in a basket. And she she put him in the Nile River, but he floated. He floated right to the enemy's front door. And that's why I say it will make your... God will make your enemy your footstool. God know how to hide you among the enemies. See, he hid Moses right there, and they took care of Moses till he got of age, and he became a ruler. But God had special plans for Moses. But what I'm saying is today, the seed is very important. Especially when you were raising your family, trying to do everything you can, but I'm finding out that the power of the seed as the family goes more and more, it becomes less and less. It's too wicked of today's time. Listen to me. The wicked of today's time where Satan is turning the table everywhere with homosexual, gays, lesbians. So he don't want the power of the seed to grow in this. He wants it to be less and less with prejudice, hatred, White against black, black against white. The prisons is filled. The woman saying, "I don't need a man," but you're gonna go to the to the sperm bank and, and get and get a seed, and you still gotta get the seed from the man. But this time, you don't know who the man is. You go down there looking; they might have anything on the label. You don't know what's on that label, but you say you don't need a man, but you still want to get pregnant. That ain't nothing but Satanism. God made Adam and Eve, not not Steve, not uh, Adam and Steve, but Adam and Eve. Amen? Amen. So what I'm saying is, God's word still stands. No matter how we try to do it, no matter what the society say, God's word still stands. In Leviticus, it says, if any man lies, lies with the same mankind, it's abomination. I don't care how you try to twist it, how you try to turn it. It's wrong. It's sinful. Amen. The seed is very powerful because the man is the head, not the woman. Now, I'm not putting women down. Yeah, we need the woman. Thank God for the woman. That's why he said, help me. She don't stand behind you or in front of you. She stand beside you. And y'all work together and raise the family together. Raise our kids together. Raise our children together in, in, the, in God's will, not in the worldly way. It's too much worldly things going on today. Amen? So everything that we're doing of today, we need to get back to the word of God. Amen? Mm-hmm. Uh, Amen. Apostle, Apostle, come on in here right quick and help <laughs> me out with this. All right. What's going on? What's up, Bishop? Why are you hey, talking you about... Let me, uh... 
Come, come on in here and help me out right quick because we're talking about the power of the seed. How uh, in the day's time, we see it become lesser and lesser, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the mother is struggling to raise the kids and society has put more prisons, put, put men in prison, especially black men, taking men out the homes. Now here we go. We're seeing more and more gay lesbians. Now we're seeing more violence. Help me out here, Apostle. What, what, what do you see going on? Well, what was actually going on with you was on point, uh, man of God. But what people need to understand is simply this. For, for, for decades and centuries, this has been in the works. It's just now coming into a place where we kind of see what's going on. I mean, I can go as far as the 16th century with King Richard. When people talk about, um, even when they talk about Ireland and, and Scotland and places like that, they automatically think of non-black people being there. But that's not the case. It was there. And King Richard said, point blank, either if we can't kill them out, we'll breed them out. So it's it's always been an attack on the men. I'm not just going to say black men, but men in general, because they've always tried to downplay the leadership of a man. And it's always been like that. We have women that some have not been raised by their mothers and fathers and 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 that's a lot of what's going on we are not educated as far as who a man really is the purpose and the plan that God has for a man he is nobody's footstool that he is a leader and what we've done we, we've allowed we've allowed the cares of this world to begin to turn things around and that way that the woman seems like she has more authority than the man because what I've been taught in my life is that you fear what you cannot control and you kill what you fear. The most powerful say thing, yes. say it again, hey, you fear what you cannot control and you kill what you fear. The most powerful thing on the planet is a man. It can be a black man, white man, yellow. It don't matter. It's a man. When a man stands up in the authority of God, God created him to be the leader, to be the headship. But because of that, they're almost shot. But because of the things of this world, people have played men to the left. And you've had men to be more docile than they're supposed to be because you have men that are married to women and the woman actually thinks she's in control. Of that man, which is not the case. But because of ideology and because of different ways of thinking and not using the word of God as the instrument and the tool that it's supposed to, we have women thinking that they are superior over men, which is not the case. Amen. Since you said that, I see here in Isaiah where Satan himself said he would turn evil to good, good to evil. Isaiah 5 and 20, he said, woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness to light and light for darkness. When evil appears good and good appears evil, basic effort is to make that which is good and righteous it seem miserable. By Elder Quentin L. Cook. Mm-hmm. 
is that in the last days, there will come times of difficulties, which we see now. Amen. Amen. For people will be lover of themselves, lover of pleasure, Amen. rather than Amen. of God, seeing evil as good for Amen. their flesh, turning away from God's word. For this is the last and evil days, as the mark of the beast will be forced on us by man and higher power. Ephesians uh, 6 chapter talk about that. Amen. Mm-hmm. So we see now, you're right, you're right. You will see now that God's word is being turned. And it's everything that God said, Satan going to do the opposite. Because he don't care about your body. He don't care about your mind. He wants your soul. But he will, lose, he will use your mind and your soul if you let him to get what he want to get. Okay. See, his job is to tempt us like he did Jesus. But he can't make you do anything unless you don't want to do it. But once he knows you want to do something, then he got you then. He's going to make it a little bit more and more and more pleasurable, like you said. Now, I have seen that's what bothers me. Now, I'm all for education. I'm all for men and women getting education, getting jobs, getting getting promoted. I am so I am good about that. But when I've seen that in the churches that when women become pastors, bishop, or get a big job and get promoted on a job, when they go home, even if they are single mothers, and the man come in the house, she meets someone, he come in to help her out, then she get mad with, don't touch my child, don't do this, I make more money, you do, and I got this and I got that. And when the man leaves, then she looking crazy. And a good man, he want a good a good wife. Right. He want a, 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 a wife that, that they can work together and build together. But whenever you take your your authority, whether you have a, a position at work, position at church, and you overrule that household of that man, a good man, let me put it that way, a good man, then you run him away, then you wonder what happened. What was all the good man? Well, you just ran him away. Okay. Mm-hmm. I see Amen. What, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. But see, what we what we have to have to look at is this. Even back, we go back to Genesis when they did eat of the fruit and when God called them, when they, he called them, he didn't ask for either one of them. He asked for Adam. Where art thou? Where art thou? And they were hidden and they said, well, we were naked and we hid ourselves. Holy Ghost came straight to Adam. Who told you you was naked? Who told you this? That's why when he did confront it and he made the separate eat dust for the rest of his days, what women have done, and, and I can even confess to being kind of guilty about some of these things. We have women that think because a man is humble and if a man is, you know, very submissive for whatever the case is, she automatically wants to think that person is being weak. But when this person, the he said meekness is strength under control. Moses was the meekest man it was. And they said meek, that meant strength under control. A lot of times if we have women that are raised with parents and they see the domineering spirit that they have and then they bring that same spirit to a relationship and then they're wondering why the marriage is not working, why the kids is always into it. Because you decided within yourself that you were going to rule over that man. We have so many divorces 
right now in the church simply because people don't know how to humble themselves under the mighty hand of God. And when you marry a person, that does not mean you are slave, but it means that you work together. How are you going to work together if you don't want to help this man raise his kids? How's it going to work together if you want him to do everything and then when you don't get what you want, you're ready to have a fit. We as women have to take, have to understand that we have made some mistakes along the way. Humble ourselves and get back on track. Because when you, with the way I was taught, I put it like this here. When a woman try to take the authority of a man, she becomes a monster. Because that is not God's way. God did not create the female to be Lord over anybody, but he called her to be a help me. Yes, women do have office jobs and authority, even in the church. But we better understand this and wake up. We may be a pastor or whatever in the church. But when that when you out that pulpit, you're a wife, you're a mother. You have a household to run and a husband to support. Just because you in an, in an authority office do not mean you rule over that man. That's where a lot of the things is being done wrong. That's why we have so many divorces in the church. Because most women, I'm not going to say it's all the women, but I will say sometimes. We don't know. We don't want to humble ourselves. We want to run stuff. And then when you see what's happening, then you're crying to God, trying to find out what's going on because you have taken your authority to another place where God never commanded you to take it. And we have to understand that we are help meets. Yes. God give us authority to do things. Yes, God gives us an anointing to do things. Yes, God has given us the ability, the durability, the stability, and the reliability to do the things that we do. But when you say, I do, your ideology is no longer your ideology. You now become a team player. But we have people that still want to think that they are the head. And not working together. He said all things work together for the good of them. And until we as women understand to humble ourselves in that position. It will always be a bunch of chaos and confusion. Hey man, another thing is. Let me say this about the man. If a man can't humble himself or submit to God. How you think he going to submit to being married? Say it again. He don't want to submit to God. If a man cannot humble himself and submit to God, how do you think he going to submit to that marriage to that woman and raise a household in a godly way? He won't. Same thing with a woman. If a woman can't submit to God and make God her life ahead of her house with the man, then, then they're going to be unequally yoked. The man and the woman. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Can I say that again? Which means is we go out, man and woman, so I'm talking about both. We see somebody fine. We see somebody look good. And the first thing we want to do is jump up and marry and We didn't ask God, not nothing. Oh. We didn't pray and ask God, not mm-hmm. nothing. 
Then once we jump into it, then once we jump into it, then we want to blame God. Well, God, you don't want to send me now. God didn't send me to you. Stop lying on God. Stop lying on God. Because the man is fine. The woman is fine. She she got this. She got that. He got this. He got money. He got a nice car. He got a nice house. And then you jump up and marry. Then ask God nothing. Then pray about it. Then do nothing. You got a free will. Just like Adam and Eve. You got a free will. You got a free will. But at the end of the day, the consequences is on you, not God. There it is. So don't blame God for something that you jumped into and then you were God sent me this man. No, he didn't. You went out there and got him. Let me say this. Let me let me say this real quick, Pastor Little John. I know somebody said this. Mama didn't raise no fool. I know that man gonna be working. Yeah, but when you you're not looking at a mate to 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 raise a family with to to have a life with, you looking at somebody that's gonna give you what you want. Okay, let's let's put a pin there. Let's put a pin there. We live in a different society of today's time, right? It's not like when me and you was growing up. How our parents raised up. How our parents made us go to church. How our parents whooped our butts. How our parents taught us loyalty, taught us respect. The days times are very different. When we we didn't have Facebook and all that back in them days. We didn't have all that. When we met somebody, we met somebody old school way, face to face. We sit out and talk to them. We had dinner, whatever. They had to go to our parents and ask them. My man had to go to your mom and daddy and ask them. It ain't like the days time. We just jump up and do something. And the mother and father will teach their kids how to pray and how to court and how to do things. A man will teach a man, a young boy, how to grow up and be a man. Mm-hmm. A mother will teach her daughter how to be a daughter, how to be a, a, a grow up to be a young lady. How the man and the man and the woman in the house together, he will teach his daughter how a man should treat her. He will teach his son how to treat a lady. Where did, where did all that go? Wow. But now we look on Facebook, we look on Instagram, we want to do uh, 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 computer dating instead of meeting persons and sit out and talk to them because the eyes don't lie, the body language don't lie. And pray about it. First of all, you better pray about it. Okay. But as soon as you go out there and get him because he got a good job, he looks fine, he got this and that, then before you know it, you jump up and marry him or get with him and he beating the hell out of you. Then you're like, God, why you let him do this? Why you do that? You didn't, you didn't, you didn't consult God in the first place. Why are you consulting them now? Woo! Come on. Same with the woman. A man go out there, see somebody fine, she this, she that, she got this job, and next thing you know, hey, he, she didn't clean his bank account out. She gone by her business. She just want what you got, and she gone. You done fell in love with her, she gone, but you didn't ask God about her, or she looked so this, she looked that, okay. You didn't ask God about it. Mm-hmm. Same thing with a man, same thing with a woman. Mm-hmm. Equal opportunity. Yeah. You're right. Equal opportunity. So what am I saying now? I'm saying we didn't got away from God, his commandments, following what God said. Over the years, we doing we as the Bible says, Timothy talked about it. Isaiah talked about it. That we become lover of ourselves. Paul mm-hmm. talked about it. 
Mm-hmm. And then when you tell somebody what the Lord said, I don't want to hear that. We just we, that's that's back in the, that's back in the Old Testament. We live in the New Testament. Let me tell you something. God said in Malachi, "I do not change." My words still stay the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Right. There's a difference between Mosaic law and God's law. Get it right. Yeah. When God told Moses to tell the children of Israel what to do and what not to do, they did it anyway. And they paid a consequence for it. Same thing today. That's right. Yeah, we have grace and mercy. But grace and mercy is not a license for you to go out there and sin to do what you want to do. Amen. Amen. Grace and mercy is not a license for you to do what you want to do. And this is not like back in the days, Hail Mary, go to the Catholic, Hail Mary 15 times and you good. It ain't like that. God ain't nothing to play with. And we put God on the back burner until we want him. God is calling for his people to come and stand. Everybody else is standing for their rights. Everybody else marching up to the white capital, standing for their white gays, lesbians, everybody else doing wrong, doing whatever they want to do, and will let you know they're doing wrong and don't care. But the Christians want to hide. And you say you have faith. You say you have power. God gave you power. Where is it at? Matthew, the 10th chapter, when Jesus gave his disciples power to go out and heal the sick, raise the dead. That's us, y'all. He gave us power. He gave us power. You stand and you take authority what God gave us. We're kings and queens of the most high. I get tired of people hiding from society. They're not hiding from us, so why are we hiding from them? I tell anybody on my job, yeah, I love the Lord. No, I'm not perfect, but with Christ in me, I can do all things through Christ. Yeah. And I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed to talk about God, how he blessed me. How he kept me when I couldn't keep myself. There's something about the name of Jesus when I call on Jesus. I don't care how shame they is about me. I'm not ashamed about it. Because he said, be, be shamed before a man. I'd be shamed before my father, before you. Come on. And we want to hide. And we don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. They can give. They don't care about your feelings at all. So why do you care about theirs? Well, we you stand it. for what God stood for you. Because when you're in trouble, there ain't nobody going to help you but God. When you call on the name Jesus, that's who you want to help you. Not your mama, daddy, sister, brother, your friends, and nobody else. It's time for us to stand for authority. That God gave us dominion. In Genesis, he said, I give you dominion. That's why Satan mad as hell. Because when he was after Jesus... And the revelation was talking about it, that the dragon was after the woman. And when the child went up to heaven, he went after the woman. In Revelation, he was talking about Jesus and Mary. But he said, I will be after her seed. This is a revelation. He said, I will go after her seed. Whoever. Whoever. Wow. That's good. That's really witness for Christ. Whoever. See, we are in the family. God is our father. We're the family. And we the seed. And Satan is after each and every one of us. Yes, sir. We have authority over Satan. So why are you hiding and running? Why do you act like you're scared when you get in society? He said, you either cold or hot. Look warm, I will spit you out. Yeah, that's the word. 
So now, way society is everything is computerized. Everything and Satan using Facebook, Instagram, everything that he can for our young people to get away from God. I never seen so many young people that push away. When you talk about God, young people are pushing away from it. Why? Where is God in the home? First of all, where's the parents? What are the parents doing? Why are they not in church? Just because we got the virus, that's an excuse not to go to church. That's what Satan don't want you to do. He don't want us to come together. Where two or three are called in my name, I would be in the midst. Mm-hmm. That's it. He's trying to get us weak. He don't want us to go to church. He don't want us to come together and praise God. Mm-hmm. We are strong. When we when we stand together, we are strong. And he wants us divided. He wants us at each other's throat. There's more hell raising in the church than there's out there on the street. I can deal with people on the street and I can't in the church. Come on. I do outreach ministry all up under uh, 430. I go downtown Little Rock. I can deal with them people. And the people out there on the street know the Bible better than people in the church. And they will tell you, we are real about this. But the people in the church are wolf know another wolf. But we want to talk about, see, let me tell you something I learned, and I learned about this. Demons stick together. Demons have orders. Demons don't go against other demons. But we church folks, we want to go against each other. About who got the biggest title, who got this, who got that. Everything is out of order. It's not the way God meant it to be in church. You said something there. Everything is out of order. We got too many denominations. God didn't call for all them denominations. Jesus said, on this rock I build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. But we too busy with titles and nobody getting saved. We too busy having concerts, nobody getting saved. Come on. Come on. It's time for us to take authority. It's time for men to stand up and say, enough is enough. We're not having this no more. We're going to put order back in our home. See, it starts in the home and spread abroad. I used to wonder what my daddy was talking about when I was little, but now I understand since I'm older. Mm-hmm. Everything starts at home because you got to have God in your home before you get to the church house. Yeah. You got hell breaking out your house and you're going to go to the God house with a bunch of hell inside you too. You and the wife is fighting and the kids is fighting. They smoking more dope than you are. You sitting there smoking dope with your kids, but y'all gonna go to church and act like holy than now. That's why I was reading in Revelation. He said that's why he allowed Satan to do so much so he could separate the true Christians from the fake Christians. Wow. Now I know the scripture says the scripture says the scripture says that that charity starts at home, then it's spread abroad. So when we say that we need to bring bring love back into the household, we know that Jesus is love and we know that it all starts with us. We can say all these things and we can and we know that it is the truth. Yes, we are living in perilous times. You can look at the weather and tell them you got we got two or three tornadoes that hit in Florida. And then turn around, we got tsunami waves in California and all this stuff. We we are living in the times that we're saying now. But until we truly 
submit ourselves unto God. Like he said, submit unto God, resist the devil, and he'll flee. We, we first got to submit. Men, women, we got to submit. Because we can say everything you say and we know that's the word. But until we submit our own will to his will and not trying to do it ourselves, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, lean not to our own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct our path. Until we acknowledge God is God. All we are are sounding brass and tinkering cymbals. Because we got to get this thing and we got to get it in the order in which God has made it. And yes, man of God, you were right. Demons do not break rank. I don't care what legion of demons you deal with. They don't break rank. You don't have an imp trying to run over an ancient demon. They believe in that demonic order, but we can't even break ourselves. We can't even do what the Lord is calling us to do because we don't think this person is fit enough to do this. And then we wonder when God said he is not the author of confusion. Because when we can't come together as a united front, all we're bringing is confusion. I need somebody else on here real quick. Don't go nowhere, uh, Pastor Lujan. Don't go nowhere. I need somebody else. I need a comment from somebody else. I don't know if, if Prophet Deborah, I don't know if she's on the line, but I really want to hear somebody else because this thing is good. This is really good. I just need to hear a comment from some other people. I need to hear some, I need to hear some feedback. Come on, y'all, because what the man of God is bringing is true, but we need some more feedback. Okay, I'm right here. I thought I felt your spirit. <laughs> Come on. Okay, so when Pastor Little John was talking about the women um, taking their role in the family, I immediately thought about how um, it's just sometimes as women, we can go after things that were meant to be accomplished by the man. And the spirit that the Lord was pointing out to me was that they get engulfed in pride. Woo! And so sometimes when a woman, when she begins to operate in the spirit of pride, every evil thing follows that because there's things that she will do that will be in vain glory and, and she'll actually despise the man. You see, and that's not the way God wanted it to be from the beginning. Come on. Because actually in Genesis, when I've read the book of Genesis, it says that her desire will be after her husband. Hey! So when a woman's desire is misplaced in things of the world, she lacks the intimacy that God had ordained for a marriage and for a family. And she follows after things that fade away. She follows after things that will not get her what God designed for her. And and I'm talking about these things. You know, the family union is, is an intimate place. There's a covering where love, like the way you mentioned, love is supposed to be the thing that binds everybody. So love covers the multitude of sins. So over the years, you have unconditional love. You have a mother and a father. 
that's raising the children, that's teaching them the right and the wrong, that's showing them to submit to God's spirit, to not operate in pride, like you said, to humble themselves in the sight of the Lord so they can be lifted up together and so that their name can be established. You know, the other day, I got to tell you this because it's really interesting, really amazing. I was reading the first few chapters out of the book of Numbers, and in this book, you see where the man of God was appointed by God and was told that he needed to call forth the tribes and the families. And you know how big those tribes and families were? They were in the thousands. Yes. I'm talking about 50,000, 40,000, 3,000, yes. I mean thousands. And right now, you're right, Pastor Little John. The seed has been attacked by the enemy. Right now, you are you are looking at people that maybe they might have one, maybe three, maybe five, maybe ten in their family. The women bore children to work the works of God. And not only that, the men knew that their children were raised as an army unto the Lord. And the enemy has come after the seed and has distracted the woman from taking her role and taking her place and allowing the man to lead the home and lead that army. My God. As I was sitting here wow. listening to this, I am I am like amazed because, you know, I need to get fed too. My family needs to get fed. I need to take my position on purpose. I need to follow what God designed me for. Because you know what? I don't want to miss my mark. I don't. And if it takes me confessing, hey, I'm in error because I've done something wrong or I was walking in pride, whatever it is, as a woman of God, I will do my confessions. And I'm going to tell you something. This past week, that is exactly what the Lord was talking to me about. He said that a spirit of confession was going to come upon the land. Yes. And I'm claiming it and I, I'm believing yes. it. So that everybody can take the rightful position in the family and in the army of God. Yes. It, it's important. It's vital. Very important. And at the same time, the men of God, I've seen, I've, and it, I've seen it before, where there are some men, they're not walking in the authority that God gave them. And some of them have even um, fallen. And I say, for example, there are some that do, they take their authority and abuse it. Like they abuse the, the woman and the children. And that in pride and anger, it, you know, anger does not work the righteousness of God. Amen. It defiles the family and it defiles the kingdom works that God established with Adam and Eve building and multiplying and taking dominion on the earth. So those things also need to be corrected. It goes both ways. I've seen, I've even heard stories of women abusing the men. Yes. Which is, which is really wrong. All of it all together is wrong because anger, again, it does not work the righteousness of God. So as we're sitting here, we're discussing this, we're talking about this, and I know that, that God brought this word for this time because there's so many families that are distracted and people are trying to find a, a I want to say like a, a new calibration because families are so broken. Yes. Right now, um, the way things are functioning with the church, it, there's a lot of, um, I want to say, standoffish at arm's length, let's just fellowship from afar. But you know what? That's the very reason why the enemy is contaminating with the, the spirit of infirmity. Yes. Because yes, there are people that are crying out on their bedsides, desiring somebody to lay hands on them so that they can be healed, to pray for them 
And we as elders of the land are called to pray for the sick, yes. to show an ounce of care, to show some kind of effort to be there for the sick and the dying so that they can be resurrected before they even die. God is wanting us to be there by their side to show them that there is a God that heals. Yes, yes. But we have to be there, and it starts with our family, too. It starts with our family, with the ones right beside us, under the same roof a lot of times. Again, what happens in private, God eventually will bless in public as you're doing his works in private. Exactly. He will do it. Exactly. Amen. Amen. Exactly. And this is and this is why this is why God has has said and he has said this to me. Even though we're talking about men, but it's 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 the family as a whole, that the family is an endangered species. Mm. It is It's an endangered species because the family is not the family any longer. The family is, it's it's no longer where we had the mom and the dad and the siblings. Like I tell people, I was blessed. I was blessed to have my father in my life. And, And I saw what a real man, a man of God, how he raised his family, how he took care of his family. But somewhere along the way, it got twisted. And men began to stay at home while the woman went out and worked. And while the woman was going out working, you had all these twisted spirits that are around your children. This is why it is vital for the men of valor to raise up. Again, to rise up from the ashes again and take their rightful positions in the kingdom of God. That's right. Hey, We're hurting. We're hurting. And in order for this wound to heal, as you said, Prophet Deborah, in order for these wounds to heal, we got to get back in alignment with the things of God. Right. It's a must. We can fake and shake until the cows come home. But at the end of the day, when the Lord said, did you do what I commanded you to do? Are you going to say bye? Yes. That's why he went back to Adam. Because Adam was the head, even though they played the blame game, but he went right back to Adam. He said, Adam, what did I tell you to do? Amen. And when I don't, me as the head of my household, when I don't do what God told me to do and I do wrong, I have to answer to God for that. I have to face the consequences because the blood is on my hand when I don't do and lead my family in a godly way. And I know what God told me. And if I don't do it, then I have to face the consequences. I have to, I'm going to get whooped. This is what uh, God perfect law in Psalms seven eight, and I was just reading this, and I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna give it back over to you, and this be the last thing I'm, I'm gonna say, and, and I'm so thankful. God said here, give ear, O my people, to my law, incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter darkness, saying of old, which we heard, we have heard, and known our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, 
showing them the generations to come to praise the Lord and his strength, his wonderful works that he has done. For he has established testimony in Jacob appointed the law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to the generations of their children, that the generations to come that might know them, even the children which should be born, who should rise up and declare to their children, listen to this, that they yeah. might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments and might not be as, as our fathers a stubborn and rebellious generation. Mm. A generation that said not their hearts all right and whose spirit was not steadfast with God. In other words, we're not going to be like our father, father, very stubborn and do what they want to do. It's time for us to rise up and teach our ch children and our children's children the godly way. That's yes, God's amen. way. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Yeah. Amen. And, and I'm going to add this amen. on Thank here. You. I'm going to add this on here because sometimes we have to understand this. And and I experienced this a couple of days ago. If you have not experienced anything when it comes to children or raising children or being a parent, have someone to teach you. We have people, we have women out here that have never had children, have never helped to raise children, have not even, babysitting don't make you a parent. We have, we have children, we have children that are being hurt out here because you have joined up with someone that do not know the love or the nurturing to do to raise a child. And we have to understand this. A person cannot just marry somebody and, 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 just, and then don't look at the fact that you have already came into a ready-made family. We have so many joint families, mixed blended families out here that are hurting simply because nobody want to take the time and learn what it would take to make that blended family work. But instead of that, they just push them away. And then you wonder years down the road, you got adult kids that's bitter and angry. See, all this starts at the beginning. And we need to correct this thing. There are more blended families now than ever. But if you say you love God, if you love God whom you say you don't see, but you can't love the people that you see every day, there's a problem, especially when you are in a blended family. These are the things that we have to really come, uh, come against and begin to pray for these blended families because this is where a lot of the hurt and anger comes from. This is a, this is a lesson that this is a word that is going to keep going for the remainder of 22 because there is work for us to do in the body of Christ. That's why it's, it's blend, he said blended, which means we all are one family. Yes. And we have to remain sober, sound, and sensitive and be who God has called us to be. 
We can't ignore other people because you don't want to deal with it. We don't want to, well, they're not my kids. When you 